this is not a normal night. This is by no means the normal Monday Thursday that we are used to celebrating. There's no ushers in the back handing out worship folders. There's no ushers in the back welcoming the guests. There's no people at all. There's no faces in the pews. Our altar is not adorned like it usually is with offering plates and our communion ware safely tucked away in their storage spaces. You celebrated Monday, Thursday for years and years. And perhaps this night is different than you've ever remembered. This is not a normal night for the disciples either as they celebrated the Passover. This was not their first Passover. They had done this every year since they had left Egypt as the Lord had commanded them, as we heard in the Old Testament this morning. And they really weren't expecting it when Jesus does something that seems kind of random. They're celebrating the Passover when Jesus unexpectedly gets up and he takes off his outer cloak, he wraps it around his waist, he goes to get some water, and pretty soon he's washing his disciples' feet. They weren't ready for this. This was not something that they were expecting. There were other people to do this. This was a servant's job. When people were a guest at a house, they'd walk in and the servant would wash their feet, which were dirty from traveling in the dust and the dirt in sandals all day. But this was not a job for their Lord and their teacher. Peter even protested. Peter didn't want it to happen. He said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? That was ridiculous to him. They didn't understand it. None of them did yet, Jesus said. He said they would eventually understand what he was doing. And yet he explains to them what this is all about. He says, you call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. It's our gospel lesson, which we'll hear later tonight. Now, it's kind of funny because that's by no means a new command for the disciples. They heard Jesus say it in Matthew 22 when he was asked which of the greatest, uh, which of the commandments was the greatest. And he said, love the Lord your God. And he said, after that, the second's like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. This actually goes all the way back to Leviticus 19 when God was giving his people the law in the Old Testament. He had told them already, love your neighbor as yourself. The, the disciples should have known this. And so this is not a new command that Jesus gives them. However, Jesus wanted them to see it in a way that they had never seen it before. And that they would see this command fulfilled as they see Jesus walk to the cross in just a few hours of time. Jesus, now I'm making the assumption here, has not come to your house during supper and washed your feet. Nonetheless, you've seen the service and the love of Christ. 
You've seen in the same place the disciples did when he walked to the cross. You also see it physically lying before you every time you go to take the Lord's Supper. His body and his blood shed for you on the cross are in with and under that bread and wine. And they offer forgiveness through the power of the gospel found nowhere except through the blood and the body that Jesus Christ shed for you on the cross. Why does Jesus give us such a reminder of his love? It's because love is hard for you and me. You and I, in a sinful world, live in a tit-for-tat kind of world. It's a you-scratch-my-back-I'll-scratch-yours kind of life. It's a one-hand-washes-the-other sort of reality. It's easy to love somebody who loves you in return. It's easy to love your friends and family and your favorite neighbors, but it's harder to love the neighbor that's always grumpy. Or perhaps we've passed by that person in the grocery store who needs assistance, that stranger we've never met. Maybe we refuse to love those who have hurt us in the past or have wronged us in some way. But Jesus never had anyone metaphorically scratch his back or wash his hand in return for anything. And yet Jesus showed love by service to all. There's nothing that we've done to warrant that love. We've done nothing but wrong and hurt him with our sins. And yet we see him love and we should show love as he has loved us by serving us as he did. We celebrate that supper that, we'll, that we'd see Jesus institute later this night in the upper room. Because we should never forget that love. Which we will. The, the sinful nature is going to work very hard to get you to push that out of mind and use the selfish human kind of love that we know naturally but jesus institutes a supper for us so that we can be reminded of that love as it literally sits before us in the lord's supper this is not merely some human tradition or some sort of uh, human device for us to remember this is not just something that we do out of piety to please our lord this is something that is only effective because it comes from jesus christ and is used with God's word. This is not something that is by us. The Holy Communion, Lord's Supper, is for us. Where you see the body and blood of Christ stand before you through the power of the word, which speaks of that love of Christ. He gives it to us in a tangible way so that we can hold that love in our very hand. He gives it to us in remembrance of himself and his love. And he gives it to us so that through the power of the gospel behind it, we too might be able to take that love and share it and do likewise, showing service to others, loving others without discrimination or without limits, but with pure motives, just as Christ showed love to those around him and to you and to me. I don't know about you, but I miss being able to gather with everyone and to receive the Lord's Supper. It's one of those things that you don't know how great you have it and, and you don't know how much you'd miss it until it's gone. And I don't know how long it'll be until we can do that again. But until then, don't forget that Christ's love has not stopped. Christ's love for you is not negated. And what Christ has done out of love for you is not taken away. Christ has died and your sins are forgiven. Christ has and still loves you. You know love and you've seen love. 
And so take that love of Christ that is in you now through the power of the Holy Spirit and love one another just as Christ has commanded and just as Christ has demonstrated. Amen.